0: The Metaverse is a digital universe that incorporates elements of numerous technologies such as virtual reality, augmented reality, and video to give users the opportunity to live inside a digital world. I'm Lee Levy, co-founder of Nanato Media and author of Beyonce Habla Español, How Lawyers Win the Hispanic Market, and this is In Camera Podcast, where we are open to exploring the consumer-focused law firm Metaverse. Welcome to In Camera Podcast, Private Legal Marketing Conversations. Grace, welcome back. How are you, Leo? Grace, I'm great. I cannot believe it. Today is the day that we are recording our last episode for 2021. Can you believe it? Another year just went by just like that. It flew. It flew by. It's been crazy. Yeah, it really flew by, Grace. And I don't know if this is because, you know, 2020 on the other side felt like a very slow year. 2021 actually felt super fast paced like one day it was january and now we are here the last week of the year
1: it, it went so quickly um you you're 100% right i did feel like 2020 i mean it was the advent of covid and everything in march and then june and and it was just everything was like weird and then this whole year starting from january it just it, here we are december it's That's crazy right,
0: That's right, Grace. And you know what? Before we get into our topic for the week, uh, for the week that it's going to be trends for 2022, marketing trends for 2022, I do want to talk about some of the things that we've actually accomplished, both of us, this year. So I have to start with your promotion to CEO of, well, Persist Group, and then still running Persist Communications. So quite quite a remarkable accomplishment. Has that already landed to you since it's been already a few months that you are in this new role? Uh, you know, I don't, it's funny. I think
1: you know me by now. I'm not one of those people that really looks at titles or even yeah. <laughs> pays attention to anything having to do with titles. I just, uh, I like things to work and I like them to run smoothly. And so, yeah, I it, it doesn't really hit me and it hasn't hit me, I don't think, because I just don't change the way I am. I just keep going.
0: <laughs> yeah. But thank you. Well, thank you so much for remaining so humble, Grace, because uh, certainly you now have a lot of responsibilities on your plate and you're a very important person. So Grace, on my side, very, very exciting thing here that we did this 2021 was the publishing of our first book, And I say of our first book because 2022, a second one's coming, but uh, that's going to be in Spanish. Of course, you know, we, we do as we preach. We believe in bilingual and multicultural strategies, and we wouldn't publish an English book if we wouldn't plan of also publishing one in Spanish. So it was really, really exciting. And, you know, even though the book is already out and it's been out for about six months, there's still so much work and awareness to create around the importance of the Hispanic market, particularly for law firms. And so we have a lot of exciting things on our strategy plan for 2022. And so we're looking forward to executing on those. But talking about 2022 and strategies, Grace, I think this is a good time to predict on some trends that we think may or may not have an impact. So, Grace, I'm going to go over here a list that I pulled out by looking at different articles that have created their own, you know, predictions for 2022, and we'll have our takes. So, Grace, I think the best place that we can start, and it cannot get ignored, is the metaverse, Grace, right? We've been hearing so much about metaverse over the past couple of months since Facebook decided to rename themselves from Facebook to Meta now that's been kind of like the buzzword in the marketing scene and so grace what does this mean well it means that the metaverse is a place for reinventing and reimagining what the internet experience is going to be like and what virtual experience can be look like can look like and so grace will this hit the legal industry Uh, It has
1: kind of. If you think about the clubhouse on the iOS, they were trying to create an experience where people were going to rooms, right? And while that wasn't quite the metaverse in the way this is explaining it, it was still the uh, opportunity or the attempt at creating an environment where people are going in together. And so, while this is metaverse is specifically talking about an augmented reality or you know a virtual experience, it, it was shifting towards that, and it's been shifting towards that. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, this is so relevant. Uh, I read an article yesterday that kids nowadays have moved almost a hundred percent to esports versus physical sports outside.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, that's been on the news a lot. Grace. A lot. Lately, yeah. So it is It is certainly something that is touching many different elements of our lifestyle. And I certainly see it in a way or another having enhancements in 2022. I think one of the biggest um, elements to this is development and the release of Oculus devices that are now more mainstream whereas before i think they were only used by very selective niche of markets like the gamers right uh would have this type of accessories nowadays i believe oculus devices which is kind of like those weird vr visors, right that you wear are actually becoming more mainstream. And the idea here is for everyone, like every single person that has an Android or an iPhone to also have one of these devices. So I don't know, Grace, I have a little bit mixed feelings. I think that's something that people are going to use at home, maybe an alternative to other types of entertainment that they use. I certainly think that there will be some experimenting in the way that we conduct virtual consultations and such. Um, certainly, a big part of the trends that we're going to be seeing here moving forward through the list is moving towards the experience um, mindset as opposed as a loyalty mindset, right? And when you're talking about experience, really looking at different touch points that users, clients have with your brand, with your law firm throughout their journey. And so how do you enhance each one of those touch points and make them memorable? And so that's where I can see maybe this can be something experimented with that could actually turn into a better experience for the users, both for the lawyers. And I don't know, I think, you know, It's too early to say no, and you cannot just brush it off and dismiss it as, ah, it's just silly, because even though people look like dorks wearing those helmets, I mean, who knows,
1: right? Have you seen the, I think it was, I don't know if it's Peloton or, I'm not sure, but there's a whole commercial about specifically saying you I'm not a dork and the person is working out like all being all hyped up and super cool and and they, they're doing the virtual reality they're you yeah. know doing sports and working out yeah. and it's all through VR I'm gonna give you guys a little like tidbit of something that I want to do and I'm going to do as a matter of fact um, so there's a 3D way to go through a, a space right Google's had it out for a while there's a, a bunch of different ways to create this kind of seeming virtual reality or augmented reality of your office. And what do yeah. people like? They like seeing where you work, where who they're talking to, the space of, that they're calling or that's talking yeah. to them, particularly clients. So yeah. I'm going to put out there, um, it's not going to happen soon. It's probably in the next six months, but I'm going to be putting out on our Google My Business page a virtual view of our offices. Yeah. So you can go through, walk through the space, see the office to see where people sit, and that's you know yeah. that look and feel of augmented reality to give the consumer a better experience.
0: Exactly, that's what we're talking about here, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's about how can you have a better virtual experience with your users because there's one thing for sure that nobody is excited about, and that's Zoom as a way of video conferencing, right? That has really burned us all out over the pandemic. And so I think if there is a way to make that more engaging, more personal, it's going to be something that a lot of people are going to welcome, particularly those that like this whole model of not having to attend in person or have to dedicate the time to meet in person at a law firm. And so I think that that's going to be kind of like critical. Having said that, the moment that you started to say the uh, virtual office and that you can walk in, that gave me full virtual conference vibes that I do not want to revisit ever again in my life. <laughs> no, so, that's I, so, I mean, execution is, execution is gonna be very cl- critical when it comes down to these. Now, Grace, let's move on to another element here because there's quite a bit to cover. So that's influencer marketing. So the outlook is that influencer marketing being endorsed by influencers is going to become more important than it has ever been, Grace. I totally agree with this one. And I 100% think that law firms need to start matching up themselves with local micro influencers that have authority amongst their desired buyer persona and or client avatars. And... Build strong partnerships there, Grace. What are your thoughts on that? You know, um, it's we use influencers. You do, guys. Yeah, 100%. You're a great example. <laughs> like, you, yeah, with Danica Patrick earlier this year and the whole way that you're uh, associating your brand with motor racing and such. I mean, it's 100% an influencer marketing strategy.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, look, to me, it's the same concept as social media. Uh, where it's brand awareness right it's it's someone connecting an influencer to your brand so that they promote it to their people right it just has to be done right so it definitely is a huge thing in b2b b2c in particular but b2b it's it's going to become even bigger i mean we are like you said one of the biggest proponents of using influencer marketing and using the right influencer right because our model was Persist, persistence, be persistent.
0: And who's more persistent than a female auto racer? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I told you from the very beginning how much I love the analogy, the metaphor that was coming from just the name of the brand with the sport, with the figures that you guys were bringing up. It was so, so relevant. And by the way, congratulations. I saw that Hennessy Consulting slash we do web contents slash persist. Uh motor racing sponsor. Very, very cool on uh open wheel cart there. With Formula the 4. Yeah, Formula 4. Very cool, guys. Very, very cool. So that's one, Grace. I think a lot of that, so on that same line of influencer marketing, I think we're going to start seeing even more law firms partnering yes with micro influencers but also with sports teams right we have that already going on particularly in florida we already have you know uh, meldon law doing sponsorship with the gators we have far and far doing sponsorship with the jaguars we have here in dallas a law firm sponsoring the dallas cowboys i think that's going to be seen even more and more and more and so and i think it's a brilliant move Obviously an expensive one, it's not going to be for everyone, but I think it's definitely a right, um, the right exposures that you want to have. It's a great, great marketing opportunity for those who can afford them and they can actually leverage right the team, what they uh, stand for, their authority in the market and the fellowship that they have mm-hmm. to benefit their brand. So I think that's great. Grace, I'm going to, again, move our, move us to the next point, and that's going to be privacy, right? Privacy as a challenge in marketing. I think uh, this does not escape anyone. We are aware that cookies are kind of like the big no-no, and uh, they're going to be going away sometime soon. So <clears throat> the mindset hasn't really shifted uh, too much when it comes down to the uh, about this. Number one is consent. Number two is, you know, create your own database.
1: Yes. You know, I mean, we, in the legal sp- space, we are already, we already have issues with that, right? I mean, privacy, and we have very, very strict, um, maybe not issues, but we have very strict requirements, right? TCPA, yeah. FCC, that everybody else does, but we have a. Yeah. So, you know, with that, knowing, having that in mind, you can still do this the right way. Um, yeah. by creating your, your, your community, like the, all the things yeah. that you and I talk about constantly, yes, this is going to cause an issue and it already has, right. I mean, privacy things on the iOS that were rolled out. We all know it became a problem for Facebook ads. Uh, you know, Facebook rolled out some more privacy things that became a problem for Facebook ads, you know, right. Google rolled out, I mean, it just on and on and on, yeah. and it's not going to get any easier. It's just going to yeah. get
0: harder. Yeah. So, so yeah. Only yeah, way to you're right. it. Yeah, I was just going to bring up the iOS update here this year. Then we have Google also which they have they have postponed their no more cookies policy, I believe until 2023. I need to check up on that one, but the bottom line is that we're heading there, right? And so the best the best approach there is just being proactive. Collect your own data and just make sure that you are doing it with Compliance best practices. Now, Grace, let's move out of that very boring trend and talk about something a little bit more exciting, which is how LinkedIn is growing, right? And I know this sounds a little bit like a broken record because LinkedIn's been growing and it's always on the list for the next year and for the next year and for the next year. But I certainly think that LinkedIn, being kind of like the business centered platform, is a great place for a particular type of lawyers to position themselves as influencers to share. A lot of the content that they're creating. And of course, depending on the type of practice, uh, law that you practice, it can also be a great place to actually find new clients. So the trend here points out that it's not going to be slowing down and that certainly LinkedIn is a social media platform to be. <laughs> it's always been to me. You know, I don't know if, uh,
1: well, you know, you've seen my LinkedIn profile. I have an insane yeah. amount of everything on there. And that's because I've, to me, LinkedIn has always been the place to be um, because I like the way it's structured. And I've always liked how kind of specific it is, you know, in terms of like how you, you go about with your network, how you post things, how, you know, and I really like it. And so for me, yes, it is always growing. And every year it does include and add new things that are really cool. Like I, you know, I don't know if I've mentioned it before. I probably haven't, but on there, I'm actually a link. I got invited to be a LinkedIn advisor a few years ago, um, mm. which it what it what it does is basically people that are looking for careers and you know in the marketing field and my fields, yeah. you know of of software and things like that and legal. Um, yeah. they match me up with people um, in LinkedIn, and they can they get to ask me questions. Yeah. Uh, you know, great, about great. career opportunities, about wh- how, what they have to do to develop themselves and things like that. And then the other day, I actually looked on my LinkedIn profile and it shows author next to my name. So I was, you know, I'm to me, it's just about a matter of, like you said, putting out the content that's good, that people want to read things that you like, you know, because that's your story. It's It's who you are and other people will follow because they like what you have to say. So yeah, yeah, LinkedIn will continue to grow. It's always growing and they're always changing things to make it better for
0: the network, which is what it's for. That's right, Grace. Now let's talk a little bit about SEO and websites, right? So prediction here is, guess what? Algorithms will continue to get smarter to no one's surprise and links will continue being relevant and important in your strategy. But I guess the biggest trend that we're seeing is that there's no more, you know, the hacks and the tricks that you can do to get yourself to position better. There is less opportunity in this uh, space and time in which we are when it comes down to SEO to trick algorithms. And it's more about actually putting up the good content. And exactly. most importantly, creating a good website experience, Grace. And with that, I'm gonna tie into another very important trend, which is uh, website speed. And I think, Grace, um, even up until now, a lot of the way that we a lot a, a lot of the process that we've gone through about uh, creating website experiences is kind of like still designing sites for desktop, then optimizing them for mobile. And it's kind of like still a little bit of an afterthought where I think now the way that we go about creating websites really needs to be thinking of the mobile user in mind. You know who is your buyer avatar, your buyer persona. You know who is your ideal client. And so you know how they're going to research for you, where they're going to be, how are they going to be interacting with your site. And most importantly, you know, Google wants you to provide a, terrific mobile experience. So I think these are going to be super important elements in the whole development of site and obviously SEO strategies. What do you think?
1: Yes, 100%, right? I mean, I know you and I agree quite a bit, but it's it's always about creating the right content for the user. It's always about the intent. It's not about gaming the system. It never has been. And it's just gonna get harder to do that if you can at all, right? I mean, you got scrapers, you got software, you've got this, you've got that. Yeah. All these tips and hacks and tricks are all well and good, but the whole concept yeah. and the idea is always the same and it's never gonna change. Put out good content that people want to read, and that's how they're going to land up on you.
0: Same with SEO. So, Grace, as I've mentioned before, um, and we talked a lot about this one already a little bit on our first trend. This one is experiences are the new social currency, Grace. So, going back to how important it is to just move away from transactional interactions and try to create experiences out of everything right? And I love this one, Grace, because it really challenges law firms and any business owner to think outside the box and really reimagine how can things look great? What would something that is transactional and simple can actually be executed in a way that it's memorable and engaging? And the more you do that with your business, the more... I think you're gonna be successful on the long run. And and I, I like the fact here that they are tying it to social currency because at the end of the day, they say, the more you create experiences, the more you're gonna be talked about on social media. You're gonna earn basically the exposure, you know, It's all about earned media right at the end of the day. And so earned social media is as valuable as getting invited to a segment on CNN or Fox News or whatever news outlet, particularly when this is uh, done at a scale, at volume. So you definitely want to make sure that you're in the process of handling your cases and dealing with your clients. You're creating... Memorable touch points that people are going to want to talk about them on social media, right? I think it's super, super important. And 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 I do want to say here, it's not just about it's not just about the things that strictly relate to the clients. It's it's, it's about the things that you're doing also as part of them being part of your community. One thing I really like from the CEO lawyer last week, Grace, that we uh, I don't think we talked about it on the last episode. But on the billion-dollar panel, right, one of, the, one of the law firms was talking about how they have two events every single year for existing and ex-clients just to attend, right? Just to attend. These are galas, parties, or whatever. And so this is exactly the type of experiences that we're talking about here. It, it has nothing to do with the case itself. It's about you being part of this community and the firm doing something nice to recognize them and thank them and give them an opportunity to meet other people like them and just to enjoy, come and have fun. At the expense of the business, that's you know it's it's different. It's a different type of social engagement. Of course, community outreach comes to play here as well. So there is a lot of different things that you can do to elevate the experience that your law firm uh, provides to clients, community, and so forth. So yeah, I, I think this is a very important realization. I have
1: an example. So we actually in Puerto Rico, we have an office in Puerto Rico as the Lake Law Firm. And we uh, promote the uh, baseball team in Puerto Rico. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So we're sponsors. We're official sponsors, along with Grossman,
0: actually, um, of the Mets in Puerto Rico. That's amazing, Grace. Yeah, you see. So this is exactly what we were just saying about, right? More sponsorships of uh, sports team from law firms. I think that's a trend that we're not going to see slow down or go away anytime soon. about the experience part that you're talking about, and it, you're
1: oh. so 100% right when you're saying that it's not just an experience about the client, but it's also an employee experience, right? Oh, yeah, With totally. The firm. So internal yeah. experiences are just as, if not more, not more important, but just as important as the external experience yeah. for your clients, because yeah. they are your representatives. They yeah. represent you as your voice out to the world. And so yeah. if you can give them the experiences that you're trying to give your clients, which is a great one as part of a team, you're going to come so far uh, compared to, you know, somebody that is just doing their job, clocking in, clocking out, and they're not getting that full yeah. experience of who the firm is and their culture.
0: Totally, Grace. Thank you so much for bringing it up because a hundred percent you need to be looking at, as I always say, your, exter- your guests and then your internal guests, and that's your team. Grace, the last one here that I want us to Uh, talk about here is less is more. And I know this is kind of like also a little bit of a cliche to always close down on this one, but I I really think, I honestly really, really think it's, it's relevant because every single year new social media platforms come through, there's new marketing strategies that are being implemented by competitors. There are new um, opportunities to invest and to market. And I think it's very important to differentiate between diversification and testing out new things and just getting distracted with new shiny objects and recklessly you know, trying out different things without actually a real strategy, whereas what we said even in very recent conversations, is it's much better to double down on things that are actually proven to be successful and has have already generated results without, of course, losing sight of other potential opportunities. But opportunities that actually make sense for you, that rationalizing them, you can see a path of that being something that you can consistently... Get better at and make uh, an asset for your organization.
1: Yeah, I mean, when it comes to that type of thing, you definitely need to make sure y- you know you're you're not putting too much out there. You're not doing too much. You are picking and choosing the right places to be, the right things to say. You know, less is really more in every case, right? I mean, half the time when you're trying to get a, an intake done. Just as a, a very minimal example, you yeah. need. To, there's a line between being uh, over, you know, being on the phone for too long and getting the information you need and getting them to that next step and or qualifying them quickly without keeping them and wasting their time too. So less is more, and it always will be, and that's never going to change, r- regardless of it being a cliche or not. And that includes your advertising. That includes the way you you what social places you actually go to. If you can't do it right, don't do it. So
0: that's why they say less is more. I think you just need to know what's the right balance of holding back and not trying new things and just kind of playing things too safe to the point that you are, you know, being an obstruction to a potential growth, but I also think you need to understand very well what is hype and what really has chances of to, to succeeding or not. And a lot of times you can really say that by 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 doing an analysis like, do I have the resources and the assets to make something work, and whether that is uh, the right partner, the time, the skills um, to deploy a different type of strategy that you're thinking may potentially be good or not, that's part of that decision-making process. So I think it's important um, understanding that and, and making, you know, well, thoughtful decisions. So, Grace, that's the end of our predictions for 2022. And so we cannot end the last episode of the year without actually giving our takeaways. So why don't you get us started with takeaway number one?
1: Takeaway number one, let's start from the beginning here, right? Um, advertising and privacy. I, I'm going to skip right past the metaverse stuff because I feel like, you know, with the privacy situation and everything, you everyone has to be very aware of this and it's not going to get easier or any better. So you just need to make sure that what you are doing and that you have that in the back of your mind or whoever your agency is, um, mm-hmm. understands and knows this and can make sure that they are looking at that and doing the best they can to keep it going in the, the best possible way. And that's with content, right? So the privacy, just remember it's challenged right now. Um, you know, advertising is challenged by privacy, iOS settings, all these updates. So it's more of the takeaway to me is keep, pay attention to it and just make sure that, you know, it, whatever, whoever you're using is aware of it.
0: Like Nanato media is obviously <laughs> <laughs> that's, Two takeaways, Grace. Any ideas for the last takeaway for the year?
1: If you haven't gotten into LinkedIn, get into LinkedIn, guys. In Really?
0: You're going to make the last takeaway on LinkedIn? Mm-hmm. You know, because <laughs> you,
1: I am going to make it LinkedIn and I'm going to do another twofer. And that is okay. one that we didn't quite mention. The foundation of everything you do, your strategies and everything still matter the most. So... I know that was part of our overall, what we were looking at, but it wasn't something that was specifically said. Um, That's why I'm saying go into LinkedIn, because it's a good way to build your network. uh, If you don't have any way of building a network right now, Uh, it's even better than Facebook and Twitter or any of those for what it's for. And that's why I say LinkedIn, and I'm making it the last one, because foundations and the foundation of your firm has a lot to do with the community and how you network. And LinkedIn is a very good place to network with other attorneys, other like-minded people, because it is made specifically for that. So in the vein of your foundation and, and the foundation of your firm and your strategies and everything, being a part of the community, being grassroots and doing all of that, get into LinkedIn. That is such an easy way of building that out if you don't have it already done.
0: As we've mentioned on the episode, LinkedIn is a very powerful platform to be present in, Grace. Um, and thank you very much for making that your last takeaway of 2021. Grace, I'm going to go a little bit bigger here from the standpoint that I think one of the realizations that's become even more important in this year is the importance of brand building. I think for a very long time, the power of digital marketing has been confused And at some points, just uses a means of getting some quick results on something, right? And that has, in a way or another, created created a mindset among some law firms and lawyers that um, there is no need to actually invest in building a brand because, hey, at the end of the day, you can just hack your way through digital marketing, but I believe that that's not going to be sustainable on the long run. And on the long run, I'm talking now two, three years from now, I feel that having a strong online and offline brand is going to be essential to really make you stand out in your market. And I also believe that it's going to be way harder for advertisers to um, get away with things like lead generation campaigns online. So I definitely think that having a strategy for building your brand is going to be way more important, not just for 2022, but moving forward. And I think we're going to start seeing more law firms taking a more active approach towards that, And hopefully, I really hope so, shifting away marketing dollars from just uh, lead generation practices into also building their brand. Hey, listen, lead generation is a big component of the marketing mix, but it cannot be your entire strategy.
1: Branding is key. We were talking about it before we even started the podcast. That's, you know, our play right now is to focus on making sure that the brand awareness is there and long-term, it's the only way to go. I mean, even at the conference we just went to, the CEO lawyer conference, that was uh, mainly what he was talking about. Like it's a missed opportunity if you don't brand yourself and tell your story. And that's everywhere. You know, I mean, you you need to tell your story, brand yourself on social media, you will lose out. And people as consumers are so much more intelligent now and research and look. And if they see that you don't have a consistent brand, a consistent story or a brand at all, they're not gonna sign up with you. You're a law firm that's taking a case for their lives. So it's not a joke. I mean, just buying a product half the time, they're searching and researching the brand. Now you can imagine someone's giving you a case. You definitely need to have brand recognition and brand awareness and build a brand strategy. Uh, You're gonna lose out if you don't.
0: That's right, Grace. You need to definitely pay attention on what are you gonna be doing for branding to position yourself and differentiate yourself from the competition because that's that's your most valuable differentiator is... Your why. Your character. Yeah, exactly. All right, Grace. Well, Grace, that's it. This is the end of 2021 for us. We'll be back on 2022. We're going to be skipping the first week of January, but we'll be back on week number two. Thank you again, most importantly, to our listeners, right, for joining us every single week or as often as you do. And so, Grace, looking forward to another great year. Same here, Leo. All right. Take care, Grace. You Happy too. holidays.
1: Happy holidays.
0: Bye. If you like our show, make sure you subscribe, tell your co-workers, leave us a review, and send us your questions at ask at We'll see you next week.